Hey there, thank you for tuning in to not just any episode, but the 100th episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. I'm super excited that you're here. I'm super excited that I'm here. Can you guys tell I'm a little pumped about this? So in this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the aha moments that I've had, including it's okay to be cringy. I'm going to talk about that a little bit because I think some of these aha moments that I've had doing the One Organized Mama podcast can actually be applied to a lot of different areas of our lives. So keep listening as I as I go through these things that I've learned. But first, I just want to, for those of you who don't know, I'll keep it really short for those who've heard the story a million times. How did I start the One Organized Mama podcast? Okay, I had a great professional organizing business in Las Vegas, Nevada from 2012 until about 2020. And I mean, it grew beyond my wildest dreams. Couldn't believe it. Literally had hundreds of clients, had to build a team, a phenomenal team of very talented people on my team. Loved my clients, loved the people on my team, needed a change. And so I wasn't really quite sure what that change was. And um, I... I kind of went through a brainstorming process in 2018, 2019. What do I love? What do I not love? Um, And so I determined that what I love about organizing is the collaborative process of organizing. I loved working with clients. I loved helping them make their lives easier. I was so passionate about that. But I I just decided this isn't this wasn't the the path that I needed to continue on working one on one with clients in their homes or even running a team. It just wasn't I wasn't feeling it. And so I was like, okay, I I love teaching. I love when my clients have those aha moments. I love learning from my clients. And what I was really focused on was like, how do I make your life easier? Like Yes, we all want our homes to be neat and tidy, but I want you to like spend the time doing the things that you want to do with the people that matter most to you in this life. And that was really kind of my passion behind helping my clients. So that was my message. So I realized a lot of this was like time management based. What I was trying to do was go in their homes and make, I didn't want them to have to like hyper focus on really complicated systems. I'm like, what what's working for you? Let's let's improve upon that and let's just make like putting away the Costco haul easier. So you don't have to think about it. So you can like, you know, where everything goes, you put it away and then you're done 15 minutes later to, you know, have dinner with your family. And on the other side, I also really kind of found this sort of like growing passion about what I didn't like about this industry. There's a lot of focus on impressing people and beautifully curated homes. And yeah, that stuff is fun to look at. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I've, I've been in those homes. I've worked in those homes. And that is not for everybody. And it shouldn't, that shouldn't be like, we shouldn't have pantry goals or closet goals or kitchen goals in our vocabulary. Like life is too short for this. Um, And so I really decided, you know what, I, and, and I was up against these big companies too. I mean, I lived in a big city that were really kind of focused on that and stuff. And, and I just disagreed with it, to be quite honest. I disagree with 
that the the fact that organizing is about these perfectly curated homes and because I, nobody lives like that. Um, and even the most affluent clients, and I've told people this before, that do have homes like that, they are in a position where they have a lot of staff, a lot of people working in their homes. I've been part of that team of people working in some of those more, um, let's just say, fancy homes. Um, so anyway, I, I felt this sort of growing passion. And I was like, what do I do with this? Do I write a book? Do I, like, what do I do? And I'm probably still trying to figure out what do I do with this. But as a huge fan of podcasts, um, I decided, let me try doing a podcast about it. So I um, downloaded the, I discovered the Anchor app. I downloaded it. I was like, oh, this can be d- pretty done pretty easily. I recorded my first little episode. I totally cringed. I was like, that's what I sound like. Um, <laughs> and then somewhere between that and October 25th of 2019, I just was like, screw it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to just be like, here, here I am and put my uh, first podcast out there, probably thinking at the time, like, who's actually going to listen to it? And nobody in my life will know that I actually did this. And I remember sitting on my grandma's couch, looking down at my phone and realizing I had 10 downloads, like a few days later, and I leaped out of my seat. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like 10 total strangers listened to my podcast. And that was sort of the inception of this crazy idea. So it's, I'm, I'm no surprise. I'm a one woman team behind the scenes. It, this is low budget to no budget produced podcast, nothing fancy. Maybe one day that'll change. We shall see. But anyway, um, 51 countries. That is how many countries have listen, have listeners that have listened to at least one episode, I guess of this podcast in 2022. And the top five of those countries, number starting with number one, my home country of the United States of America. No surprise there. And then for two, three, and four, kind of funny because these three like flop each almost weekly. It's kind of funny. But number two comes in at Canada. Hey, Canada, beautiful country. I've been a couple of times, Windsor I've been to, um, I've also been to um, Vancouver, Victoria Island, some of the most beautiful spots on planet Earth in Canada. I mean, beautiful. So, hey, Canada. Number three, a place I have never been, Australia, but do hope to go someday. What I do love about my Australian listeners is that you guys really do talk to me. Like, I... Um, I think on my first listener questions episode, I actually had, um, I did read a question from an Australian listener. So I love, you guys are very vocal with me and I, for that, I am super appreciative. So thank you so much for reaching out because like I said, I do want to make this more of a two-way street. Um, Number four, the United Kingdom. So a place near and dear to our hearts. My husband is actually half British, so we have a lot of friends and family who I don't think are actually listening to my podcast. When we go to visit them or they come to visit us, nobody says, hey, I know you have a podcast, so definitely not friends and family, um, but super cool to have you know my uh, audience be part of the UK, like I said, near and dear to our heart. My husband's mother 
was born and raised in London near Chelsea. Like there were big Chelsea football club fans. Um, but number five comes in. And for some reason, this one always kind of surprises me, Germany. And I don't know why. Um, we have friends in Germany. Again, I highly doubt they know I have a podcast, but sometimes I think I know there's a lot of expats in Germany, a lot of military spouses. Hello to my military spouse friends out there. Um, I actually have some friends that are stationed in Germany and I've been a couple of times. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful country. So thank you so much for, for listening um, from those top five countries. All right. Last fun little fact, the number one episode of the One Organized Mama podcast was episode 60, 10 of my favorite organizing hacks, which was recorded on May 10th of 2021. That episode has been in the number one spot for most listened episodes almost since it launched. So definitely resonated with you all. So maybe I need to go back and listen to it and build on that a little bit. <clears throat> All right. So let me just talk real quick about, I keep saying a two-way street and I'll get into how I'm sort of changing this a little bit, but I am super appreciative when you guys share the episodes. That was another um, fact in my Spotify that um, you guys do like to share episodes. Please, please keep that going. That is the most wonderful compliment ever when you guys share episodes um, of this podcast. So, and also if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel, that's also really um, quite flattering when somebody else has a podcast or a YouTube channel um, and that you're a listener. Um, I would love to just kind of touch base with you. I just putting it out there. I'm not interested in selling anything to my audience. Sometimes I get um, requests from people and they just want access to my audience. Not really interested, but if it's really something that could benefit or be relevant to my audience, you know, maybe we can talk about doing a guest episode or something like that. So if you, if you are, but even if you're just like, Hey, I have a podcast or YouTube channel, send me an email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. I would just love to listen and watch what you guys as my followers are doing out there in the podcast and content creating world too. So share it with me, just send, in, send me an email and uh, let me know what you're doing. All right. So let's talk about this, these aha moments because the number one one is be cringy. Just be, there's not a worse feeling first, first and foremost, right? Not only... <laughs> Is it hard when you have a cringy moment watching someone else do or say something? But there is nothing worse when you realize you're being cringy. I'm not going to get into it, but I had a cringy moment the other day. Just something I was tired and I was like rambling on to somebody. And I was like just telling myself in my head, like, stop talking. And I just was tired. And... um and and I have a hard time forgiving myself for being cringy, but I think that is one thing that this podcast episode has definitely sort of helped me with. I'm like, eh, everybody's cringy at some point. I'm just <laughs> bold enough or brave enough to just kind of put my cringiness out there. Now, I don't want to be totally self-deprecating. I know I do have some good moments and messages and stuff, but 
sometimes, like I said, in this in this world where everything is so curated, and especially in this industry where everything is perfectly curated, I mean, I know that there is an appetite for something that's like just very normal, and that's what I how I try to keep it. Try to keep it honest, real, very normal. Um, from my perspective, because I know it does resonate with many of you out there. But let me just say to defend myself on one thing, the repeating. Okay, do I know I repeat stuff? Yes, I know I repeat stuff. Let me tell you, some of that is intentional. Some of it is, I just don't remember saying it before, but some of it is intentional. I am trying to teach something. I have a foundation from which I teach off of. So if you go back and listen to my foundations of organization, that's really, you know, that's very intentional. And just like I listen to a lot of different podcasts to sort of educate myself or get ideas, I sometimes have to listen to repeat messages in different ways until I kind of like, oh, I get it now. And so some of the repeating is intentional. Some of it is, I just totally forgot I said that before. So let's talk about some of these other things. Oh, I have one here. Not interested in being your guru. Um, okay, so it's, it's, it's kind of funny when you go out there because you do have like awesome fans, which I love, but sometimes it's, I'm like, well, hold on a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I mean, when super fans are like, it is the best thing on earth when, when you have a super fan that comes out and they've like memorized your episodes or like you said this in episode that, that is, I'm like, holy smokes, guys, that is awesome. Um, I've encountered that with like some of the one-on-one coaching I've done. Super, super on awesome to have that experience. But I'm here to say like, I, I'm not here to be this guru of time management and organization. I just want to be like one of those sort of pieces of the pie because and hoping that you're getting a lot of different ideas and inspiration pulled from a lot of different other maybe podcast people, resources and stuff. Um, again, a lot of us have a very similar message. And sometimes one thing that I res- that I say may resonate with you and bring you to your own aha moment, but by no means. And if you if you see my very pitiful Instagram, I it gets weird because on social media you really have to kind of have that sort of like influencer mentality, curate, especially again in this industry. I just don't. I I struggle. So every once in a while I'll go on, you'll see me post a story or something, but not interested in having this like guru following like of 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 you know being this. I just I'm a normal person, a normal mom, a normal wife, and as imperfect as they come. But on that note, one of the things that I have really, really appreciated and I've actually seen with some of my listeners that I've connected with is that I am a big believer in leadership. Like a goal of leadership should be to create other leaders, not followers. So that's really kind of what's in my head. Like I don't, I don't need to be Forrest Gump in the scene. Like I've talked about in previous episode. I don't like, I have no interest in having like a bunch of people follow me. 
if 10 people follow me, I was super excited with that because like I said, I know my message is not for everybody, but it is for somebody. And that somebody is who I ultimately care about. And the other thing about leadership is you don't have to be like, a leader is not necessarily like the CEO of a company or, you know, um, a politician. I, you know, if there's anything that anybody really truly like out there or, you know, you know, some great influencer, motivational speaker, that's not always necessarily a leader. When I'm talking about a leader, a leader can be, you can be a leader as a friend, as a parent, as a sibling, as a coworker, you know, you can just lead by example. And so when I'm talking about that, and especially when it comes to parenthood, I, I always tell my kids, especially the older they get, like when I hear them repeat something like that, I've said, like if I have a belief, I'm like, don't, 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 I don't want you just repeating what I've said. Go out there, use some discernment and figure it out on your own. Don't be like my little parrot who's just repeating something. Like go out there on your own, figure out your own thing. And I will say, I'm really grateful um, that my kids are generally pretty independent human beings and stuff that definitely have their own minds about them and their own voices. So again, be a leader in your own life that just kind of inspires other people to be leaders. Like again, no interest in having this big thing of followers. All right. Another aha moment that I've had is it is so weird when total strangers know your name. And I find this like it is just so weird. I've, um, especially in Las Vegas, um, I do have a lot of Las Vegas hello out there, a lot of Las Vegas listeners. And, um, and it's funny, like I'll just do, 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 just be going along and someone's like, Hey, Janelle. And I'm like, Hey, do we know each other? And they're like, No, but I know you. I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, Whoa, this is so weird right now because. I don't, I usually know what to say. I'm usually sort of like, oh, and I say something super cringy um, and awkward. And I'm just like, thank you. So <clears throat> very, very strange when other people know your name, total strangers. But also on the, the same token, very incredibly flattering and stuff. So for those of you out there that I have met in person and you knew my name, I just got weirded out that someone that I had just met, knew kind of who I was and was a listener of the podcast. It's it's just weird. That's it. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about kind of talks about what I've talked about before. And it's sit at your own table and speak to your audience. I, one of my most like, like groundbreaking things that ever happened to me in my life. And I'm pretty sure I went over this in an episode. I just can't remember which episode is being in eighth grade. I mean, I was super awkward kid. I was born with a cataract in my right eye. So I have a lazy eye. My right eye is um, lazy. So that always makes me stand out to people. But imagine being in middle school with this. And I just was awkward. I never wore the right clothes. I, my, my parents couldn't afford anything. Um, I didn't come from like the greatest of situations at home. So I just was the hot mess express in middle school. I mean, like give, I gave everyone every reason. Like I, 
And very sadly, I tried so hard to fit in, which just made me a bigger target. But one of the greatest things that happened in eighth grade is I got shunned. Like I showed up on the first day of school and there was a list made of people that none of the eighth graders were allowed to talk to. And there was like a list of like 10 people. And I made that list of the people that was not, I was not allowed, like there was this whole list of rules, right? I was not allowed to sit at the cool kids table. People weren't allowed to talk to me, um, blah, blah, blah. Like this whole list, right? That, you know, people make and people can say kids are cruel. Oh, adults are cruel too. People, you know, we have our own version of this as adults too, unfortunately. But anyway, so um, probably, I mean, so I found this lunch table and it was pretty much with the other kids that had been shunned for eighth grade for whatever reason. And some of them were kind of, I remember this girl, Jennifer, and she was kind of like, what the heck did I do to deserve this? So she made someone mad along the way and ended up like at our table. And the only reason we probably had a lunch table is because the teachers made us um, made them give us at least one table to sit at. And I just remember sitting there and I was like, so this is it. Like we're the shunned ones in eighth grade that we're not allowed to participate in any, but anything, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, one of the greatest lessons I've ever encountered in my life, because those friendships were so strong. It was probably one of my best years for friendships in school. Um, because we, we're just like the outcasts. And so what did we have to lose? We could just be ourselves. And so we connected, we had fun. I remember one of the girls was shunned because her parents were vegan. And so she, um, I remember, I mean, this was like, you know, before like early 90s, um, before anyone even knew what vegan was, she just brought like the weird lunches to school. So I guess that's why she was shunned. And she was a super like straight A student and um, followed all the directions and all the rules in school. And I just remember like, and I remember her name was Kelly and she just was a lovely uh, friend. And so we all just sort of connected. We had nothing left to lose. We had been (laughs) shunned when you're knocked down to the lowest of low in eighth grade. I mean, where do you go from there? And we also, interestingly enough, kind of had a front seat to all of these other people that kind of were being shedded from like the cool group or whatever, because that is what happens, right? And so that, I just thought I would share that on the tales of, you know, not wanting followers. Like that was one of those moments where I realized like it was okay just to be me and to sit at my own table and talk to my own people and just had a really great year. And we just had fun that year. We laughed at lunch. Um, and I, I can't help but say that I, I do remember at some point, some of the other quote unquote cool kids who made the list or the good list, um, kind of wanted to join in with us and stuff. And, you know, we were pretty inclusive and we didn't care. Um, but you can sometimes take a situation like that and really grow from it because, my gosh, who wants to be that popular? Who wants to have so many followers? Um, who wants to be sort of at that pinnacle? It's so much better if you can go into a situation and just find a cool few fun people that you can just share your experience, your life with, 
and not worry about the masses so much. And I think, you know, on on the topic of like cancel culture, you know, that whole thing that's been going on, like you don't even have to worry about that. Like if you're not trying to impress the masses, like and you can just talk to your own people, your own audience, you know, learn from them, have that be a two-way street. So that's definitely something I've learned with this podcast. Is it the most flashy produce podcast. No, I'm one woman show behind the scenes. Um, and I'm happy to be that. I don't need huge accolades. I don't need awards. I just want to talk to my people. I just want to talk to the people sitting at my table, which are you, my audience. So little lesson, aha moment. All right. Another one is be persistent and they will come. There were many times, many, 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 many times I'm like, oh, I I need to record a podcast episode. I don't want to do it. And I've actually had people reach back and they're like, hey, you're sounding a little boring or you're sounding a little robotic. And I was like, ouch, thanks. But these came from people that were regular listeners. And so I was like, I I took it to heart and I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep this going because I, for some reason, I'm still fueled to do this. It's hard to do it. It's not, you know, I would like it to be sort of more of a business and um, go, and maybe at some point like bring on some more people because sometimes I've brought on people from time or two and I'm like, yeah, it's just, this isn't working out. So one of the grateful things that I have learned, one of the wonderful lessons is just to be persistent. Like if it's in your heart, keep going. There's a great quote I heard from somebody, and I'm not going to remember who, so I can't attribute it, but it said, overnight success sometimes takes 20 or 10 or 20 years. And I'm like, that's so great. Like, it's really quite rare for someone just to launch something and then boom, they're successful. I know people out there lie and tell you that they do that and that's how it happens, but I'm... I don't believe it. I just don't. I think that there's a lot of stuff that has to happen and occur and you have to be persistent. You have to keep going in order to build whatever your level of success is. And so be persistent. So whatever your thing is, be persistent. Keep going. If you feel it in your heart, if there's something that's driving you, just keep going. I promise you they will come. I think it's that movie. The If I build it, they will come. baseball movie. Okay. All right. Another thing kind of based on that, another aha moment is listen to the right people. (sighs) Something that I actually learned in business, don't listen. Like I would take an idea. I would take it to family members. I would take it to friends who are not in small business and I would get their feedback. And I was like, totally crushed. Like they would just crush my dreams. And, and I think honestly, that's one of the reasons why I started listening to podcasts because a lot of it, the very first podcasts I was listening to were very much based around small business and entrepreneurship because I didn't really have anybody in my life that, um, was an entrepreneur, small business owner. And so when I was taking it to someone who was sort of like working a nine to five job, they were just destroying my ideas and poo-pooing it and making fun of it or like, this is never going to work. And so I had to learn, okay, I need to listen to the people who do understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur. So whatever it is in your thing, like for instance, if you want to go to medical school, 
go talk to people in the medical field. Like my daughter is in the medical field. And so I always make sure that the people giving her the right advice, like if she has a question or she's thinking about a change, I'm like, talk to other people in that world. They don't have to be doctors. Talk to some nurses, talk to therapists, talk to a lot of different people and get their take. So that's something that I've always, you know, tried to do with my daughter, who's very passionate about her career field and wanting to do something. I'm not going to have her talk to, you know, an entrepreneur or my real estate friends who are just going to be like, hey, have you ever thought about selling real estate? No, she's she knows what she's passionate about. She knows what drives her. So I'm always encouraging her talk to everyone. That's a big umbrella the medical field, talk to a lot of different people, get their take, get their perspectives, get ideas about schools. Um, she originally started off going to college thinking that she had was on one track. And I remember telling her when we were going to those meetings for, um, for she was going into the nursing program at University of Nevada, Reno. And so we're going to the, like the parent meetings for that. And she only wanted to stay for the nursing program. And I was like, hey, let's stay and talk to all of the other ones too. Let's hear about kinesiology. Let's hear about, um, you know, respiratory therapy. Let's hear all of the different perspectives. And she hated me at the time, but she's actually kind of taken a little bit of a different route after all. And, you know, and a big part of that was because she did finally get to the point where, she did listen and kind of open her mind by talking to other people. So make sure you're whatever your thing is, you are listening to the right people. All right, what other aha moments? All right, be bold. I mean, this is what this is all about. Be bold. Fortune favors the bold, one of my favorite sayings. And um, it's okay to be bold. Be, I mean, like, I will say, being the age that I'm at, I'm going to be 47 next month, and I will look back on moments in my life because I'm now at that age where I'm like, I was talking to my friend, she's like 26 last night on a phone, and we were joking. I was like, I can say 25 years ago, and just sort of joking with her about that and stuff. And so, um, but I do, I look back on my life, and I am so just proud of the moments where I was bold. I'm so grateful for the times where I was like, I just took a leap of faith or I stood up for something that I believed in or I spoke out or maybe I was bold enough to remain quiet, remain silent, which is really hard for me. But anyway, be bold. Whatever it is in life, if if you just really feel passionate or driven or what the heck, let me just take this leap of faith and see where it lands me, go for it. Be bold. I mean, don't hurt yourself or other people in the process. But I will tell you, especially for my younger audience, that if you do take those um, moments to just be bold and put yourself out there, it's generally not something you're going to be ashamed of later in life. All right. The other thing that I have a aha moment of is love on people. I love people. I I am in a process where I've moved from a large city to a very very small town and I was telling people like how's that how's that going? And I was like, you know, the only thing 
that I'm realizing is that I I don't have enough people in my life right now. I I love people. I like to be around people. I'm a social person. I mean, not to the fact that like I always have to be. Trust me, I love my quiet time and alone time too. But I I kind of wish and we're we're moving into a neighborhood, and one of the things that um, I've realized about this neighborhood is it seems very social. I see a lot of people outside, like walking their dogs and it seems to be a much more social sort of neighborhood. And so we're actually in the process of um, buying a home in that neighborhood to be around people a little bit more. Kind of the, the community that we're in right now is a little bit quieter. We don't see our neighbors at, at all. And so I need a little bit more people in my life. Um, but also in this podcast, one of the things that I hope, and I know that has resonated with some of you, is that um, one of the best compliments that I've received is that someone felt like they were heard or listened to or cared about. And thank you for that feedback for those of you who are brave enough, bold enough to reach back out to me and say, you know, I felt like you were talking to me. And I was, I was talking to you. I may not know you by name, I, but you know what? I, again, I'm sitting at this table hoping to talk to my audience, speak to my, my audience. I feel like I have a message that will resonate with somebody. And so that message was for you. So thank you for your feedback on that. <clears throat> so the next aha moment, I may love people, but I have realized and I've become very, very, very good about this next aha moment. And that is boundaries to protect my time. Guys, you know how much I preach about time management and time being our most valuable resource. This is something that I have actually really struggled to do with this podcast. I, again, love people. I, when a listener follow, um, reaches out, I have to be very careful who I'm spending a lot of my time with because I do offer one-on-one coaching. And what I have realized, like I would tell people like, oh, email me, reach out to me on Instagram. And then I realized what people were really wanting was just sort of (laughs) free one-on-one coaching with me. And, you know, a lot of times it was like, you know, uh, very complimentary things about the podcast. And of course, that's wonderful to hear. But then I realized they want a lot of my time. And I, I I have to be careful with that. I have as much time as you do in the day. I wish I could create more time, don't you? But we cannot. So I have put very defined boundaries around my time and I continue to. I have found myself in situations where I've given a lot of my time to people, to projects that didn't pan out, which is fine, learning lesson. But one of the lessons that I've realized is if I feel like something is really taking advantage or someone is taking advantage of my time, I literally, literally picture myself putting on a parachute backpack and jumping out of the plane. Like, oh, this is not where I want to be going. This is not the destination. I don't need to waste any more time. I need to jump out like right now. So if I feel like someone or something is a waste of time for me, I usually just do that. It's quick. It's fast. And it's just pain-free. Like, let me just jump out of this situation really fast and not look back. And that's something that I hope that you are doing in your own life. Being very, very aware of what your time sucks, time killers are in your life. And putting on your own little parachute and 
leaping out of that plane. And that can be, I, I talked about it in a previous episode, social media, so much of the stuff on social media we get sucked into, toxic people, um, there's just no room. There's no room. You can love on people from a distance too. Let me tell you that I have people that I've, you know, can love on. I can think they're wonderful. They're great, but they are not allowed to take up so much of my time anymore. And and it's okay to say no. No can be a sentence. No, period. End of story. You don't have to explain any more to anyone. So, Protect your time and have very clear boundaries for people in your life. All right. The next aha moment. Let me just do a quick. I have these written all over. They talk about <laughs> being all over the page. Um, okay. We're getting down to the last two. Keep improving. Improvement with small steps. Just like I talk about when it comes to organization. You don't go and organize your entire house in a weekend. Most people don't. I mean, there's always the exception to the rule. But most people do not organize their entire house in in one weekend. I know what it takes to organize a space, and I teach that with small steps. So improvement happens with small steps. By setting up really simplistic systems in your house that incorporate habits and some tools to make your life more manageable, to help you. So improvement comes in small steps, but keep improving. And I'm a big believer in like writing down your goals or looking back at your calendar and saying like, hey, I I wrote down on here, I was going to declutter my closet back in February and it's now August. And you know what? I've made a lot of progress. So improvement happens with small steps, but definitely keep that momentum going and keep improving. Don't beat yourself up too much. And that's definitely something that's been helpful again with this podcast. Um, I've tried, as you guys well know, a lot of different things not all of them have worked. That's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up about them. But I'm always trying to improve and find what kind of resonates, what's working. And then I know I can switch directions and start going in that way. You guys have seen a map, right? Very, very... Think about if you pull up a map on your phone of just where you're at and look at your own town or city, you'll see there's very... A uh, few places where it it takes just one route to get somewhere. Like there's a lot of different routes, and those routes sometimes have a lot of different turns, and you go up and down and around a bend. So, so improvements happen as long as you're going, but it's not just always a straight and narrow. So don't be so hard on yourself and whatever it is in your life. It doesn't just happen on a straight and narrow path. Okay. The last thing I wanted to share on my aha moments is that gratitude goes a long way. I was listening to one of my podcasts, and this was a real estate one, and I cannot, I literally just go from one episode to the next, like as I'm going through my day, like, or driving in my car. But I heard this, and this, man, did this resonate with me. Um, so many of us struggle with like anxiety, right? We're just always anxious. Like even when things are seem to be fine, like, do you sometimes just feel anxious? You're like, I, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm, it's like str- being stressed about something before it happens. 
Um, and I'm definitely guilty of that. And so I heard someone on a podcast, and if I hear it again, I'll give them credit, proper credit, I promise. But they were talking about the remedy to that is gratitude. If you're just like, you know what? I'm sitting here in this moment and everything is just fine. Like the kids are in the other room, they're doing their thing. You know, my spouse is is over here. Everything is fine. We have a roof over our heads. Everyone seems happy, calm. You know, the day is fine. Everything is fine. And being grateful, like for the things that we are, should have gratitude for our lives. Being thankful, being grateful for our bodies that are healthy, for the money that is in our account, for our bills being paid, for the food on our table, for the friends and the family that we have that are wonderful to us in our lives, for all of the different you know, people out there that we learn from. Just having a moment of gratitude and saying, you know what? Things are okay right now. And that can be sometimes a remedy to some of those anxious moments that we feel. And so that's definitely a practice that I'm taking into 2023 is just to be more or to practice more gratitude in my life when I'm like, I should be doing this. I haven't recorded a podcast episode. What am I going to do with work? I haven't heard from this person. Like I just, I get so worked up and just to calm my mind down and have a moment of gratitude. And you know, if you're a listener, that has a lot to do with quiet time. That's why I preach quiet time. I'm preaching to myself too. I have to practice that myself. And sometimes, like I said, if it's just taking a few minutes of my day, just say, you know what, let me name five things that I'm just freaking grateful for right now. That goes a long way. All right. So I've been kind of teasing this. So again, you guys know I want to make this more of a two-way street. I've done one-on-one coaching with a lot of my listeners over the years. I've tried a a lot of different things. So first and foremost, like, you know, when I was talking about, hey, if you're a podcaster or YouTuber, reach out to me, but don't sell. I'm not selling to my audience. Let me tell you guys a quick story. When I transitioned, um, from working in client homes, I still needed a job. We still had bills to pay. So I decided to go into real estate and I had a coach and my coach um, was like, Hey, this is awesome. You already have an established business in Vegas. So what I want you to do is I want you to go back to every single one of your real estate clients to your database. And I want you to tell them you're now in real estate. And I refused. And he was very like incredulous about it. He's just like, no, you're, this is what you're going to do. And it became like this point of contention between us until the point where I kind of had to let him go as a coach, because when he said to a group, um, how I was wrong in not, uh, going back to my database of one organized mama clients and selling them real estate. Um, he just didn't understand it. And I, was very, uh, I have a point to that. I was very intentional. I, when I worked with clients in their homes, I understood that they were bringing me into their private spaces. They were, they were allowing me to come work in their home. And one of the things that I was the most proud about was that I appreciated that. And I honored that for my clients. And I had always promised I will never sell your information to anybody. I will never give your information to marketing companies. Um, I know as a small business owner, how valuable it is to 
buy personal information from people. Uh, We just live in that world. And I refused to do it. I absolutely refused to do it and ended my relationship with my um, coaching, with my coach, my, my business coach back then, because I refused to sell to my past clients. I'm not going to sell their information. I'm not going to market to them. You know, I would market to them like, hey, you know, and with organizing, I did let them once the podcast started taking off. I was like, hey, guys, by the way, you know, I'm not organizing homes anymore. I do have a podcast. I did do some of that. But that was related to what they had given me permission for. They didn't give me permission to market to them about real estate or whatever else. And so that was something I very, I definitely took to heart. And so now as I have this podcast that, you know, has grown substantially and now uh, we'll see what happens at once I get into the hundreds with episodes, I definitely get reached out. I'll have a lot of people reach out to me that want to sell to you, to my audience. And I've said no to pretty much everybody. And I know I have just the one anchor commercial on. And um, so it's quite honestly, one of the few ways that I monetize this podcast. And, um, and so that's been very intentional because for my listeners, I feel very much the same way. You're inviting me into your personal and private space. And I just... I feel really weird and uncomfortable just having a bunch of people who are wanting to market to you like, hey, use this code. I know I've, I know I've done it. I'm not saying I, I've never done this, but it feels weird to me. And so I decided very intentionally recently, I, I don't think that's the avenue that I want to take. If I'm going to continue this podcast episode, I do still want to make it more of a two-way street. And do I need to monetize it? I do. That's a fact of doing business. And so I have been on the search for different ways that I can do that. That feels like I'm honoring my listeners. I'm not just throwing a bunch of commercials at you and sending you to companies that are just going to, you know, get your information um, to market to you, which on the side note, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with marketing. It's definitely something that has to happen. I'm not totally doing that. I'm just simply saying it's just not what I've ever wanted to do with One Organized Mama. Um, and whether it be my podcast or my business. So I'm not completely poo-pooing on the fact that like we as small business owners have to market to to our um to get more listeners, followers, clients, whatever. And that there's nothing wrong with companies that do do that. It's just not what I want to do. Um, so anyway, all of that being said, you guys know I've tried a lot of different things like how can we make this more of a two-way street? One of the things that I'm going to keep that's resonated is my tell me about you form. And this is a great way. And I thank you guys for still reaching out. So you just click on it. It's simply a Google form that just goes to my email. Again, I'm not sharing your information with anybody on it. In fact, you could give me a false name for all I care. You could just give me your first name. Um, you can, whatever. You know, I just want to know, that's my way of saying, hey, you tell me directly, what do you want to hear more of? I ask you a few questions like, how long have you been a listener? Just so I know, um, you know, how long you've been a listener, what areas. And then I give you sort of an area where you can just give me your suggestions. Like, what do you want to hear more of on the podcast? So that is definitely a way 
that I want to make this more of a two-way street. So go to any of the most recent episodes, including this one, and just click on the Google form and it'll take you straight to that. And again, I am here to tell you I will never share your information with anybody. That is not what that is intended for. But the other thing that I wanted to do, um, I've had people ask, like, could you start like a Facebook group? And I've been hesitant to do that because I'm not a huge fan of Facebook. I do use it for my real estate business primarily. And um, I pretty much accept anyone as a friend. So it's just Janelle Relat on Facebook if you're interested. But just so you know, it's primarily just for um, my real estate business. But I have decided this. Why not do a Facebook group, but keep it like a membership only? So I found a platform called Buy Me a Coffee. And what I like about it is that you can sign up to be a member. And so I was like, okay, well, what am I giving the people if they want to be a member? So I have three different levels, the pink, the green, the red, and three different price points. And so it's a monthly membership. It's a way for you to um, kind of connect and join. So the $9 a month membership includes whatever the monthly topic is. I'll have like a printable that you'll get. um, And that way you can just kind of follow along. And I'd like to keep this sort of like topical, but of course, have have a a platform for you guys to connect because that is I love it when listeners connect with each other when you guys find each other. But one of the things that um, I decided to do is have a member only Facebook group. So this is something just starting out and just kind of testing out. So definitely, but it is open to join. And if you're one of the first ones that join, you can kind of help me sort of curate it. But only members are allowed in this Facebook group. And like I said, the least expensive one is $9 a month. And that includes admission to the Facebook group. I will do a monthly sweep in there. So if if you're not currently a member, you're probably going to be booted out. Because I feel like it keeps the integrity of the group. Like I just don't want a bunch of trolls in there or people I really want people are like really bought in and like maybe want to discuss an episode or connect with um other listeners. So there is that so $9 is the pink level. There is one that's a little bit more and you get a little bit more and that is the green level at $49 a month. So you also get access to the Facebook only member group, the one organized mama only member group the monthly printable. And then I'm going, I started doing Zooms. I really like that. I learned this from Samantha Brown at Pro Organizers Coach. She does a phenomenal job. And I was on such a high when I was on these Zoom calls with her and her listeners. Um, So it's something I decided to do like one Zoom a week. And they're again, going to be focused on this topic. But again, it's a great way for you guys to sort of have some FaceTime with me or other listeners, kind of ask questions, um, get some, you know, kind of coaching where we're helping each other as far as that. And that's $49 a month. And then I have like the fancy level for those of you um, who do like the one-on-one coaching. And that's at $249 a month. And that is the red level. And for that, you will get access to all four Zoom. So I'll do one Zoom per week. So at the at the green level at 49, you just, you get to one Zoom a week. But the 249 level you get, if you want to attend all four, great. And in addition to the Facebook group, the monthly printable, I will also do a one-on-one coaching call for you for one hour per month. So you'll get one one one-on-one coaching call with me 
per month if you decide to go with the 249 level, which is the red level. <clears throat> so again, some options out there for you guys to connect, for you guys to check it out. So I have my upcoming schedule. So what topics? February, we're going to really be focusing on decluttering. Um, so I'm going to introduce to you guys like the 12-month declutter guide, which is a simple, simple process of just going through and focusing on one space per month. But we'll do some Zoom calls on that. Um, when you do the one-on-one -on -one coaching, it is your time. You can pick whatever topic you want, by the way. So, But the Zoom calls that are the group Zooms will be really focused on the monthly topic, as will some of the topics that I'll be putting in the Facebook group. In March, it's going to be all about paperwork. And in April, I'm bringing back my pro organizers. Um, and I just, I miss you guys. I definitely want to reconnect with you. And, you know, it might be a great way if you're in that Facebook group to maybe find some clients you never know. Um, like I said, it's crazy how people have connected uh, just as listeners um, uh, through some of the coaching and stuff that I've done, some of the things I've tried out in the past. So anyway, where do you find all this? It's called Buy Me a Coffee. There is a link in the show notes. Um, and all you have to do is click on it. Now, there's another little part of Buy Me a Coffee. You guys could literally buy me a coffee. It's a $5 coffee. Am I running out and buying coffee? Maybe I will. But the whole point of that is just to help me sort of monetize this podcast. So like I said, instead of bringing on a bunch of sponsors and, you know, go to this website and interrupting the podcast with a lot of commercials and selling basically to my audience, I've decided, eh, let's make this more of like kind of a self-funded thing. And if you feel like I'm doing a good job or you're just like, you know what, I'm going to buy her a cup of coffee. It's five bucks. Go on, buy me a coffee. That's where you'll find the option to buy me a coffee and then also the options for the membership. So once you decide to join on one of the membership levels, you'll be hearing from me. You'll get an invitation to the uh, Facebook group, which is completely hidden private. So if you're going to go on Facebook trying to find it, you're not going to find it. It really, truly is for members only. So that can all be found on this wonderful platform that seems to encompass everything I'm trying to do called buy me a coffee. So check it out. Um, I put the link in the show notes. If you can't figure out the link or whatever, feel free to shoot me an email oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. Uh, sometimes links have been a little glitchy or wonky. Um, so if it's not working, just send me an email and I can just email the link directly to you at oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. So guys, I just want to say again, from the bottom of my heart, Thank you. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for helping it exceed my wildest expectations. Thank you for allowing me to be a little cringy sometimes and ugh, like I can't believe she said that or whatever. I I I just appreciate it cuz you guys you guys have still come back. You've listened again. Thank you to all of the people that have listened in the 51 countries and it go again go just if you this would be so cool just go if you're outside of the u.s 
go on my uh, feedback form and just be like, hey, hello from India or wherever you're from. I just would love to give you guys a shout out and stuff because that is so cool. I'm, I love travel. I love just meeting people from all different walks of life. So again, thank you guys so much for helping me make this the success that it has been. And stay tuned for more to come on the One Organized Mama podcast. Thank you.